It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. I hope you're all having a fabulous Friday heading into your weekend as the Pittsburgh Pirates and San Francisco Giants continue their weekend series this weekend. Today's episode, of course, is brought to you by LockerRoom.com. You can find any of the Locked On rooms, of course, from Locked On Pirates. And we have Ben Kaspik on the show today of Locked On Giants, so you can check out his shows as well. And, of course, it is changing the way we talk sports. Make sure you go find that out and let them know that Locked On sent you. And, of course, as I already mentioned, we have Ben Kaspik of Locked On Giants, the first place in Major League Baseball, San Francisco Giants. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Giants winning again yesterday, unfortunately, for Pirates fans at the expense of the Pirates. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Giants are playing great, so it always makes life a little bit more enjoyable when your team is playing well. Oh, yeah, and you look at the uh, game yesterday, for example, and, I mean, it was a pretty decently played game between the two teams. I mean, 3-1, to one, Pirates call up Will Craig. The same day they call up Will Craig, he hits the home run, scores the only run. Giants kind of pull it out late. I mean, it was, what, 0-0 through, I believe, the first half of the game until the Giants finally put one up on the board. And then tonight, you get Miguel Yahure versus a potential, in my opinion, now. I think you have to put him in the conversation, Cy Young candidate and Kevin Gausman. What do you expect from the game tonight? Well, I haven't seen much of Yahure. Like, he's, as far as I can tell, right, he's a rookie and he's barely played. He played, I think he came over in the Tyone deal, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, Gausman has been really really good ever since putting on a giants uniform he was over he came over last season coming off a down year with the Braves and the Reds and then what does he do last year well he pitched like this I mean the ERA wasn't as good as it is currently but the kind of peripheral stuff was the same where he's just he's just nasty he's got a mid to upper 90s fastball and he's got just kind of a devastating splitter the split, I think he's allowed one hit on his splitter all season, one hit going back to like August of last year, something crazy like that. He gets a lot of swing and misses with those pitches, and mm-hmm. it's mostly a two pitch mix, which is a little bit unusual for a guy to have the kind of success he's having with mainly two pitches. He actually does throw a slider and he technically throws a changeup, which I can't tell the difference with the splitter, they're kind of similar pitches, but anyway, I expect. You know, frankly, against a weaker lineup like the Pirates, that he probably will go out there and, and throw a good game. And we'll see what the Giants offense is. They've they're banged up. A lot of their regulars were not in the lineup yesterday. Uh some they're not on the IL though, some of them. So we'll see if they can come back and be in the lineup tonight. Oh, yeah. And then you look at it too, and some people may not realize this, but the Pirates and the Giants, in terms of the players currently on this roster and over the last five years actually have a lot of uh, similarities. Obviously, the Andrew McCutcheon trade, which kind of marked the end of that era in Pittsburgh. 
brings in Brian Reynolds, who is currently our best offensive player. But then you look at the Pirates pitching staff, it includes two former Giants and Tyler Anderson and Trevor Cahill. So it's like these two teams are not very different in certain lights, which is where I ask you from the rebuilding standpoint, as it looks like the Giants are preparing to contend and everything. What do you think the Pirates can take from what the Giants have done to eventually contend one or two years down the road? Well, it's interesting, and and you make a good point. There are there are a lot of crossovers. Even Kyle Crick, uh, I know he's on the IL right now, but he came over in that deal also. So, and I know he, and Chris Stratton, Chris Stratton was a former Giant. So there there are a lot of kind of crossovers there. But in terms of what the Giants have done, they haven't done it in a traditional way. Like they didn't tear down, they didn't sell off. Like I know the Pirates have been pretty active in kind of selling off the major league roster in the last couple of years with Tyone and Musgrove. Uh, this is all under Ben Charrington, of course. And then before that, you've got some disastrous trades like Cole and, you know, Meadows. Not to bring all that up right oh, now. Yeah, I, I, I apologize. It, ha- it happens. It's, it's something I'm used to at this point. Right. But the way the Giants have done it, like they haven't really sold off pretty much at all from mm-hmm. their – quote unquote core players these kind of aging past their prime players what the giants have invested in is like making their own players better that's a big part of what they've done they've kind of brought in these new school type of coaches who have helped transform some of their players like posey mongoria belt crawford and help them be good again when they looked like they were in pretty severe decline And so that all has to do with bringing in Gabe Kapler as their manager and then the staff, the brand new staff that he brought in. Like none of these guys are left over from the Bruce Bochy era. They're all kind of new school and new to the Giants starting in 2020. But specifically in terms of what players they've brought in, they kind of like Mike Yastrzemski came out of nowhere, right? So they've given opportunities to guys that they have targeted and seen as undervalued on other teams. Mike Talkman is another example. He was on the Yankees. Giants just brought him in a couple weeks ago and he's done pretty well for them and, you know, grinded out like five at bats last night against the pirates. So they, it's a weird, they're kind of doing it in a unique way. They're not tearing down, but they're just doing whatever they can to make the players they have better. And they're also giving opportunities to guys that they think are undervalued. Oh, yeah, and that's where I look at it with the Pirates standpoint is as of right now, obviously, this team is not going to be winning anything. But when that time comes, and the Pirates are notorious for this of not spending a lot of money on free agents, you talked about Tommy LaStella. When I saw that like pickup, I was like, yeah, that's a great pickup for them. One, because you didn't spend a god-awful amount of money on him, but he's a pretty good baseball player for all attempts and purposes. And then you also look at all the other moves they've made. And as you said, they didn't tear down completely. They didn't say we're going to go into a complete rebuild because maybe they saw something that fans like us didn't see with a slight window in this NL West. I mean, yeah, you have the Dodgers and the Padres. They're up there right now. The Padres and the Dodgers are chasing the Giants. And for the Pirates, is are they going to see that kind of same window maybe two years from now and go up to that and say, okay, well, Look at what the Giants did two years ago. Maybe we can do this too by acquiring a smaller guy that can come in and help right away. And what do you, do you think the Giants' success is sustainable? That's one thing I definitely wanted to ask. Is like as of right now, we are still kind of early in the year. 
Do you think we're having the same conversation in June or July? Well, I don't think they're going to sustain this pace because the pace they're on currently, I looked at it today and it would be 101 wins. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't think they're going to win 101 games. But, um, you know, coming into the year, I actually predicted that they would be 86 and 76. I've been higher on them than most because I've kind of seen in the weeds, like what they've been doing. I understand kind of the vision that they've had. So sustainable to this extent no but i i do kind of still definitely think that 86 and 76 type record is very achievable and in fact it's starting to to move a little bit for me where i i might be willing to to go up a notch and say maybe 88 wins yeah. i tend to be conservative because i mean that that's a pretty drastic drop off from their current pace but i'm realistic about it they're not going to yeah. it would take a crazy crazy good fortune for them to end up being a hundred win type of team. But one more thing I wanted to say, and I hope that the pirates are willing to do this, but a big reason that the giants are having success, like you mentioned with the Tommy LaStella, they have been willing to spend, but it hasn't been those kind of big, massive contracts with one exception. They offered Bryce Harper $310 million over 12 years. Yeah before he they finished basically second to the Phillies who ultimately signed him but signing Tommy Lastella for 3 years and like 17 and a half million ish nice little bargain i agree with you but then signing Kevin Gosman and giving him an opportunity signing Anthony DeSclafani who was good again last night and has been yeah. really good all season signing Alex Wood signing Aaron Sanchez um trying to glance through the, uh, I don't, I don't have the the list of the names they've signed pulled up, and I'm forgetting off the top of my head who else. But they made a ton of major league signings in the off season. I think more than any other team. So that's a big part of their success is they've targeted the right guys and they've been willing to spend to bring them in. Like they built this rotation kind of on the fly, mm-hmm. and it's been arguably like by ERA and by a lot of other metrics, the best starting rotation in baseball this year. So, but you're right. I mean, Tyler Anderson was on the giants last year and now he's with the pirates doing very well. So they are, the pirates are kind of showing that same willingness, but historically they've been a team that has not been as willing to spend money. It's, it seems. And that's one thing I said on my uh, preview for this series yesterday on my podcast is like you looked at the matchups for who the Pirates were playing and everybody's ERA was under like four. And it's like and when you have good pitching in baseball, that's what's going to win you a lot of games. And one thing I've also said, and I've said this to people in the network about it, too, is. When you see how the Giants are doing it, this is good for baseball. They, they didn't say we're just going to go to the t- like the seller and we're going to like sell people off and not make any moves. They said, you know what, let's make some major league moves and see where it takes us. And as of right now, it took you to the top of the NL West and potentially to the wild card or wherever it takes you come October. And for me, another team that was doing that was the Royals. Now, we've obviously seen the Royals fall off a lot lately. But, I mean, who are some guys, too, for the Giants? Obviously, a lot of my uh, viewership loves hearing about prospects around baseball. Who are some of the guys, like, the Giants maybe could call up this year to help? Or who are some of the guys that you need to know as a San Francisco Giant for the next couple of years? Yeah, so that's another beauty of what they've done. They've made the Major League roster 
competitive, but they haven't dipped into the farm system. And in fact, they've they've kind of built up their farm system while getting more competitive at the major league level. So some of their top prospects include Joey Bart, who who's a catcher who made his major league debut last season, kind of out of necessity because Posey, after adopting premature babies uh, right before the season last year, opted out of the season due to concerns about their health and safety. Um, so Bart kind of was forced into action last year and he looked a little bit overmatched, but he's one of their top prospects. And perhaps the guy who's going to take over for Posey in the not too distant future. Although I happen to, I happen to think they're going to want to bring back Posey who's having a resurgence, like I said, making their own players better. But another guy who's a really hot name right now is Elliot Ramos, Mm -hmm. who was the giants first round pick in 2017 And he's in double A right now and Mm -hmm. off to a great start in double A and had a really, really good spring training also. Um, And then probably the most intriguing guy, but he's in low A. His name is Marco Luciano and uh, prospect analysts already have him as like a top 15 prospect, even though he's a teenager in low A. Mm -hmm. And they all kind of collectively say if he can just progress as expected, he's the type of guy who could be considered the number one prospect in baseball, even just like a year from now. Wow. And it's uh, funny that you mentioned Heliot Ramos. I actually saw him play because I live in Georgia. Oh. I actually saw him play for the Augusta Green Jackets like the year after you drafted him at uh, single A. Obviously, the Green Jackets are no longer in the um, San Francisco Giants system due to all the minor league switching and stuff. I believe they're now in the Atlanta Braves system again. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's it's good again that and I this is kind of what I want the Pirates to do. You're saying a lot of the things I want the Pirates to do is build our players to be better, like Key Brian Hayes whenever he eventually comes back, Brian Reynolds, Colin Moran, Kevin Newman, maybe even an Adam Frazier. Build those guys up and make them better, but keep this top ten farm system together and then culminate it all together and see what product you get out of it. That's not a bad way of thinking about it. It's and it's not like the Giants. I mean, the Giants spend a lot more than the Pirates, but when you're not a big market team and you're not named the Yankees or the Dodgers, you don't exactly have endless money to throw at players. So you kind of have to make your own players better. From an unbiased standpoint, who do you think outside of Key Brian Hayes, if you know enough, is like the other, like the kind of Robin to Key Brian Hayes Batman for this Pirates team over the next couple of years? Well, I definitely like Brian Reynolds um, as Giants fans, you know, a couple years ago when things were looking a lot more bleak, Reynolds was someone we were very upset about losing when he had that great rookie season a couple years ago. And the Giants out of McCutcheon got nothing more than, I mean, he was good, but it was just a one year rental and, you know, they didn't do well that season and they ended up trading him to the Yankees. So Brian Reynolds, we were very jealous, basically, of how he was doing. And then I know last year was kind of down. But then looking back this year, he's he's rebounded to kind of that 2019 form. So, I mean, he's not a superstar, but he's a really solid major league player. I love Key Brian Hayes, um, as I know you do also. I'm not totally like attuned to the state of the pirates farm system i know it's a good system that's on the rise but you know at the at the major league level i think there are some solid players on this pirates team guys who could 
be nice complimentary players like Reynolds and potentially Kevin Newman and Frazier. Uh, you know, I know Gregory Polanco has kind of fallen apart and he was once a foundational player. But on the pitching side, too, I think there are some some interesting names as well. I know Mitch Keller hasn't actually performed up to expectations either. But the guy going tonight is a pretty decent prospect in his own right, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. So I, from afar, I think the Pirates are doing this better than some teams. Like, you look at the Tigers as an example. Tigers have a great farm system, but the Major League roster is just awful. Yeah. I think the Pirates have better complementary players who are like at least somewhat decent. Mm-hmm. And you don't really see that on some of these kind of rebuilding teams. So that's kind of where I see it from afar. And for me, is it's like you actually brought up how we're doing it better than most teams. And one of those teams I would actually include because of how the trade deadline I think is going to go is in your division in the Colorado Rockies. Yep. They really only have Trevor Story, but if you look at the rest of their roster, it's kind of like, what are they really working with here? Like, it's are they really working with something that's going to like do well? And then to kind of go away from like Pirates and Giants talk for a second, I mean, you look, what is their realistic asking price for a guy like Trevor Story when you know he's going to be a free agent the year like following this year? Well, they're going to want a lot, but I don't think they're going to get it. Um, you know, a comp might be Manny Machado a few years ago being traded from the Orioles. He was in the last season of his contract with Baltimore, ended up being traded to the Dodgers. And I saw someone mention this on Twitter the other day, but like, name the players that the Orioles got back for Manny Machado. I think they got five players back and it was like name four of them. I remember, I think Yusniel Diaz was the name. I That I, that may be wrong, but anyway, none of them are like star performers on the Orioles right now. No. The thing is... Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 